Hey everyone, Paul Akers, day two, Beijing, China. I'm gonna do a quick recap of everything I learn every day, great historical stuff. I'm in Tiananmen Square, a million people can fit here. All these people over here are in line to see Chairman Mao's body who's been entombed in this building over here. He was their leader in 1949 when the communists took over. And then what happened next was he lived till 1976 when he died. They embalmed him in here. Behind us is the original gates where the Qing Dynasty, when the communists took control, they tore down all the walls that surrounded the city of Beijing or Peking. And the only thing they left were these two gates. This gate over here is called the Arrow Gate. That's the original gate where potential armies could come in. They could shoot them with arrows. And then there was a gate, a wall between the two towers. And if the enemy did get through, they would kill them in that area. And they call that catch the turtle. And this is the final line of defense right here. Now, the communists didn't tear down that one thing because of feng shui. They thought that this whole center courtyard was part of the cemetery of what they believe in their Chinese culture. So they didn't tear that down. But Tiananmen Square, an amazing place. And right over here, one more interesting thing. This building over here that looks like English architecture. So what, the, what happened at the turn of the century, about 1902, the communist government, the Qing dynasty, sent out 10 smart boys, five to Europe, five to the United States. They were educated in architecture, science, and so forth. They came back and designed that building because it doesn't look anything like Chinese architecture. And that's how that all came about. It used to be a McDonald's and 7-Eleven. used to be the train station until recently, actually, all the way up to, I think, the 90s. And then McDonald's and 7-Eleven took over. And then from there, uh, what happened next was they turned into a museum. But it's very fascinating here, great weather, and you'll learn more about China as we go along. Thanks a lot. Okay, so now we're in Tiananmen Square, and this is the most famous place. It's a huge granite monument behind us, made out of solid granite. It took them years and years to find something like that. This is the main meeting hall of the Communist Party and the main place where they met for the Belt Road Initiative. Some of you might have just seen that on TV, China's initiative to connect the world basically to China. And then over here is the Forbidden City. Chairman Mao's picture is over there. They replace that every year, if you can believe that. And behind me is the largest museum in the world, the Museum of Chinese History. It's closed right now. But both this building and the building over here helped designed by the Russians, because back a while ago, the, the Chinese communists and the Russian communists, they work together, but they had a split. They don't work together anymore, but you can see the Russian influence there in that tower. So we're gonna walk up towards the Forbidden City now. So some great information, Tiananmen Square behind us is where the big protests happened. Communist government was saying, hey, basically communism's not working. We have to develop a system that has some elements of a capitalist society in order for people to eat. If you can't eat, you're not gonna be a part of society. So they started to change that. The young people wanted to go to a full, more westernized uh, society. The communist government said, no, we'll adopt parts of it. And that's what part of the big protest was about. I'm just giving you a brief snapshot of that. But at the end of the day, it's a fascinating place in world history, Tiananmen Square. Of course, all this has been erased from the Chinese history books past their internet, which blocks all that information. But here we are. Tiananmen Square. So this is called unintended consequences. All the scooters have been converted over to electric to cut down on pollution, but that didn't work so well because as Kevin explains. So, so Kevin, you were just saying that all the scooters are electric now and because they went that way because of pollution, but you were saying that the batteries actually pollute more because of the recycling issue. Now they found the, some of the, the negative side, so it's coming. So Crazy. Hey, our next stop is the Forbidden City, and this is where all the Chinese dynasty lived. 
And when we went inside, it's very interesting. This is a date tree on the bottom and a persimmon tree on the top. They graft these together. That's what the Chinese do. It makes the persimmon tree a little sweeter. And we saw a lot of that. When we got inside the, the Forbidden City, though, it was just overwhelming. It's literally over two kilometers long. We walked for hours and hours and hours through this. It was unbelievable. It took over one million people to build this. Uh, it, it, over 50,000 people a day are coming through here, even more. 18 million people a year visit this. This is the throne room. And it, it just was overwhelming how big it was, how beautiful it was, and the scale. And the woodworking was just crazy. They cut down entire forests to build this entire thing. And then they've had fires over the year and they've rebuilt it. Again, 600 years old, just overwhelming. Just so many people and so large and grandiose. A uh, hundred, over a hundred different areas that were duplicates of one another. The emperor would live, and this is his bed actually, in just one of the areas where he lived with his concubines. Just incredible, and he had a whole forest area, a garden area, uh, just again, it was crazy. And then when we walked outside, finally, after hours of walking, this massive moat that surrounds the entire fortress. And of course, the arrows can't even shoot that far, but this is an overview of the complex. And then as we walked down the street, we saw all kinds of cool things. There's lots of great little motorized devices going everywhere. And then Kevin explains the one-child policy. And so if you abortion, China is legal. You can do it anywhere you want. Second, you have your baby secretly. and uh, But your baby is an invisible person. No ID card, no free education. So you have to pay for everything by yourself. Third, you pay for a fine for the government. And then your baby became a real person in the computer system. And how much the fine is. Different city, different year, different price. The newest price in Beijing is 45,000 American dollars for the second baby, for the whole life. You pay once and your baby can enjoy everything as a common person. Uh, two years ago, we can have two kids, but it doesn't mean everybody can have two. So, 1980, when we have the one-child policy, the government guarantee, 20 years later, if both of the couple is the only one from each comp uh, each family. When they get married, they can't have to. And then after the end of a long day, I went down to a little grocery store and found some durian, one of my favorite stinky fruits. It's just delicious, really creamy, like a custardy taste. And I sat outside and ate it. And I just got a whole bunch of different fruits. I got these really cool peaches that are really delicious and some great berries. Gosh, these blackberries were over the top. Okay. Mm. Outrageous. Then I continued on my bike ride and saw them picking up a bunch of bikes that had been abandoned all over the place. And then I went into a little snack market where they have all this crazy food and fried scorpions and all so kinds of nuts. Beijing stuff. is known for bikes. And now I got a bike. I'm done with the scooters. So now I'm riding all over and having a great time. Being crazy in Beijing, that's where I'm heading. So my target was to ride down into the main part of downtown. It was a long ways away, but they have these beautiful buildings down there. And I'd actually been here 10 years earlier and saw them. And I saw this one when it was being built and it's just over the top. Wow. So I believe this cantilevered building was 
design by a Dutch architect. And the new one there, a really tall one, is, looks like an ancient Chinese vase is what it's designed after. You'll see it come into view here in just a second. Okay, I made tall. it. There it is, 108 stories. Brand new, under construction, not open yet. We're just doing the interior, but it's right across the street from that magnificent building. Great architecture here in Beijing. So there you have it, a crazy full day, day two, Beijing, China. We'll see you tomorrow.